0: Greetings, you are now dialed in, please, adjust your frequencies, as we delve into conversations about unseen narratives, the beautiful struggle, and the transitions of thought into substance. Welcome to where nothingness ascends into value, you are now tuned into. All right. So good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Welcome back to the Before Zero podcast. Today, I have a special guest, a very close person to me throughout my entire creative journey. Uh, My good friend Taylor Francisco is here on the episode to talk today about the podcasting experience, how to deal with burnout, the law of attraction, and basically what's going on with her life and all that stuff. Tay, you want to say hi?
1: yes hello thank you for the special intro um is this the part where i introduce myself
0: yes well i was gonna ask you to but you can totally do it
1: (laughs) oh i'm so sorry it's (laughs) all good (laughs) okay um so my name is taylor i'm a social media manager content creator writer, podcaster, YouTuber. I feel like the list goes on. Um, But basically I help businesses and brands make social media a tool for success. And I also post my own content, mostly about like self-love, growth, mental health, And the occasional booty pic, which we all
0: love. (laughs) Some of which I've helped take. So, you know.
1: (laughs) Oh, my gosh, you totally have. But I feel like you need to tell me my angles more when you take my photos. But we'll work on it. It's fine. Yeah, even (laughs) though my
0: angles suck. I have no idea how to uh, photograph women. But I mean, I'm learning. And you're kind (laughs) of like helping me with that process.
1: Yeah, it's fine. We're good.
0: So who are your primary influences, mentors, inspirations, aspirations?
1: Ooh, you know what's interesting, and people have asked me this before, in terms of an actual mentor in this industry, I don't feel like I've had one. I think now because I have a business partner and my business partner helps guide me a lot with everything business, mindset, I mean, honestly, when I started this business, I was like, okay, my page has to look cute and I want to help people. And that's like, as far as my knowledge went, (laughs) I used to be a teacher for five years. So I have absolutely zero business experience. So I guess um, in terms of a mentor, it would be my business partner who I actually haven't introduced to anybody yet. So I'm not even going to like tell everyone who that person is right now Mm -hmm. Uh, but they have helped me so so much in terms of business in terms of actual social media managers I wouldn't say that I have a mentor I don't really I don't really know anyone else in this space um in Winnipeg right now so neither
0: do I actually to be fairly honest with you
1: yeah which is cool because i feel like i'm kind of like one of the first i mean i'm sure there's others there has to be others out there i just don't know them personally and then in terms of like content creators that i love i have always been the biggest fan of youtube so when i was in like grade six seven eight middle school i would stay up till 2am every day watching vloggers so some of my favorites if there's any like YouTube OGs out there who used to watch you'll probably know these people but it's Judy's life Sophia Chang Whaley I just loved oh also Tara Michelle she's Canadian she was born and raised in Toronto and then she moved out to LA lived her best life in LA and then now she is back in Toronto just because of everything going on in the world she wanted to like be closer mm-hmm. with her or to her family and now she's like bi-coastal which is totally a vibe and a goal of mine so I would say those are kind of my inspirations um and then of course there's so many podcasts I could list them but I feel like I've already gone on for so long about
0: I feel like we can make like a little master list of like influential podcasts that like you and I both listen to and like leave it in the description or something like that and that would probably serve better than having to go through the entire thing right so
1: I know there's so many at this point but for sure one of them is Jay Shetty's podcast (laughs) Yeah, that's a big that's a big
0: one for me. Actually, I think it's your fault I got into that one. And um, it definitely
1: is. I remember sending you the big Sean episode. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's a really big one for me, for both of us, I guess.
0: Mm-hmm. And um Honestly, I feel like, uh, and I know he probably won't be listening to this, but I feel like he sort of like his, the way his podcast was, wow, (laughs) podcast, (laughs) the way his podcast was formatted became a lot of like the template to how I sort of wanted to do mine. Like the way he asked questions, the way he talked to his guests, um, the enthusiasm he shows when he like, you know, actually engages with his guest is like I'm like, oh, that's exemplary. Like, that's what I want to do kind of thing. Right. Yeah. Um, speaking of the podcasting world, uh, you and I um, have actually been on this little podcasting journey for quite some time. Um, for those of you that don't know who Taylor is, if you somehow don't, um, Taylor uh, runs her own podcast. It's called the Tiny Moments Podcast. Um, who And I have actually been part of the Tiny Moments journey since I think step Episode number one, I guess, right? Or like just when you were thinking about it, right? Yeah. Um, how many episodes are you in right now?
1: I was going to ask you. I was literally like, I <laughs> don't know. So for anyone who doesn't know, which you probably don't because you don't know me here on the Before Zero podcast, but Danilo is my editor for the Tiny Moments <laughs> podcast. So I feel like you keep me in check with how many episodes I have. So how many is it? Okay, you, know. have,
0: okay you have 13. <laughs> I didn't want to like... Put the spotlight on me because this is a podcast episode about you. But you're on your thirteenth, you're on your thirteenth episode.
1: Wow. Okay. So that means like pretty much thirteen weeks, maybe fifteen, because I think there's a week or two that we mm-hmm. didn't upload. But basically thirteen weeks. That's that's wild,
0: isn't it? Though, like it's um, actually. And speaking of which, like considering the like and right before we started recording. I, told, I should have told you, like, um, oh, also another thing from before. I was on one of Taylor's episodes, or two of them? I, I don't remember now. But I was on one of Taylor's episodes, and um, this is an episode that we spent until, like, one o'clock in the morning trying to record. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, but I was on one of those um, way before I started the Before Zero podcast. Um, and the reason I bring that up is because the way I was speaking during that episode was very... I mean, I feel like I was, I was pretty shy, all things considered, like versus like the energy I've discovered to bring to the podcast now. Um, right. But I can sort of remember what your episode one was like versus your episodes now. Do you want to tell the audience about like kind of your experience recording episode one uh, versus episode 13 or 12, 12 going to 13?
1: <laughs> yes. Okay. So my first episode I think I tried to record it like five times. <laughs> and it was like, I think it was like 15 minutes long or 20. And the thing is, I I wasn't necessarily nervous. I'm the type of person who could talk to a brick wall for 40 minutes. Like I I just love to talk. And I was always that kid in elementary school who the teacher told my parents I talk too much. But now I'm <laughs> laughing because it's my career. But anyway, um, <laughs> so first episode super nervous, Um, just in terms of like, I just wanted to sound like a real podcaster. But I think Mm. once I got out of my head and I realized like, okay, I'm just talking, um, then I got over it. But in terms of quality, 0 to 100, obviously I have you who's my editor now. Um, The first episode I tried to edit, I I thought that I would love it because I love to edit my YouTube videos. I love that process. (laughs) You're already smiling because you already know. <laughs> I'm
0: because things. I edited it. <laughs> <laughs> but
1: I remember sitting down to edit my first episode, and I was looking at these squiggly lines, which I now know are called
0: like waveforms. Wave is I guess the technical term, but whatever.
1: <laughs> okay, squiggly lines. So I'm sitting there, <laughs> looking at these squiggly lines. I'm like, I hate this. Like I hate editing this. <laughs> yeah. Um, which was different for me because I usually love the process of like editing photos, videos. But anyway, now that I have you on board as my editor, I feel like I have the creative freedom because I'm not thinking about, okay, how am I going to edit this later? And I can just Mm. kind of flow. And I think now I just realized how much I love it. Like, I really love YouTube. I don't know which I love more, but podcasting is just so different. I feel like it's more intimate almost.
0: I agree with that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I don't know. I think... I mean, 13 episodes is not that many. If you think about it, it hasn't been that long. 13 weeks is not like a it crazy. It really
0: product. hasn't, though. Actually, it really hasn't been that long. But considering the um, traction that you've gained with the podcast since episode one, like um, and sorry to segue a little bit, but like right before we recorded, I was telling Taylor, I was like, you know, I know I've recorded with you before and I'm your editor and I hear you talk all the time, but actually having you on the podcast, I feel kind of, I was like feeling a little nervous, right? And she was sitting there going like, why are you so nervous? Like, I can't get my head over it. And I'm well, and here's why. Like, so I, like listening to the, like, and I'm not saying that like, you know, one guest of yours is better than the other, but definitely every single time. Um, I've sat down and edited your podcast. Um, every single one of your guests has always brought like a different level of quality um, and expertise to whatever they're talking about. Right. Um, and there's a lot of value in every single one of your episodes. Um, and so like in my mind, it's kind of like, you, you're just like this 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 person who um, can have these conversations with people at like these who are like at, at these elevated levels and like, I know it's a confidence thing in myself, but I'm just like, holy geez, like am I like worthy of like interviewing (laughs) this person? Like, um, which is really, which is like really hilarious to think about considering like we're friends, like, you know, we've been on the creative journey, like basically together, like ever since like we started being creative. But yeah, like that was my thought process. Obviously those nerves have somewhat calmed down, I think, but.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you so much. That's such a compliment. It's interesting because with every podcast guest that i've had i did not okay actually i'm lying not every single one but there was a few that for sure i was like i don't think i'm at this level but screw it i'm gonna do it because i feel like you just have to jump before you're ready and then every time i surprised myself even a little while back um there's a person, her name is Natalie, a.k.a. Pig City Lovely here right. in Winnipeg. She's super well-known here in our community. She shows Winnipeg so much love. And she um, she had me on her live video. We were talking about racism. And I was so nervous because oh, I'm like, yeah. I don't know that I can sit at this table and like keep up, but I somehow did. So I just think you just got to put yourself out there and trust yourself because you can sit at these tables. And it's um, very flattering that you were even a little bit nervous because I don't see myself like that at all. But that just Mm -hmm. like that's just proof that people you don't know are admiring you are admiring. Not to say that you're admiring me, but I'm just saying like people think very (laughs) highly of you when you don't think they do. Right. Because I would never think that someone would be nervous to chat with me on a pod or on an interview or whatever. So.
0: Well, you know (laughs) that. I mean, when you talk about stuff like that, like it always reminds me of that one moment we went to uh, Gripping Greens, you know, um, with Glenn. (laughs) Um, So, like Gripping Greens is like this. Like uh, I don't know how to explain it. How do you explain Gripping Greens? Like uh, it's like Uh, a.
1: It's like a. It's kind of like an event, but it's like an underground hip hop rap type of vibe. Really good music, always good DJs, always great dancers. There, it's t- it's different than a typical bar night. It's like specific to yeah, it, yeah.
0: yeah. It, like really, yeah, caters to our like you know yeah that that culture. But yeah, yeah. so me. So the story goes, me Taylor, and this at this point, Taylor was pretty uh, active in her YouTube. Like she was a, she was uh, vlogging quite a bit, um, and Glenn uh, was uh, pretty much one of the biggest thrifters in the city at the at the moment. And this is like. Sorry, this is like blowing my mind considering like what we were doing at that moment versus now, like, <laughs> yeah. but, but anyway, like, yeah, so we walk in and then, um, a friend of mine and Taylor's, um, well, not really, sort of like an acquaintance, right? Um, she comes up and like, you know, like comes up to Taylor and she starts going like, oh my God, I like follow you on Instagram and on YouTube. And she's like, kind of like having a, like having a moment just like, whoa, it's like Taylor Francisco kind of thing. Right. And then I go, like, hey, you know, it's pretty crazy. Like, producer, thrifter, like, vlogger all walk in and, like, you know, people (laughs) recognize us. And it's like, what the heck? Like, (laughs) you know.
1: And also, I actually didn't know that girl at that time. Mm -hmm. I knew, we knew, or I knew her boyfriend, but I didn't know her. So that was so crazy to me.
0: (laughs) It's surreal to think that, like, um, at that time, and um yeah at that time i was just in all i was doing was producing all glenn was doing was her thing and you were just mostly on like ig and then uh youtube but now like comparatively like i've got podcasting video editing um on top of all that stuff and a whole bunch of other stuff i'm not going to name um and then you've got your social media management business and uh glenn now has a clothing line like you know, a lot changes, and I think that was just like what two two years ago or something like that.
1: Two years, and also for anyone who doesn't know, Glenn is my boyfriend. I'm not sure if we mentioned that. And also, Danilo's childhood best friend or very close friend.
0: Yes, yeah, we were we're high school. Well, no, actually, no, further back than high school, but yeah, yeah, me and Glenn are me and Glenn are uh, bros for life. So you know, <laughs> shout <out to> Glenn. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Glenn. Like, also, like, because <laughs> it's it's always a weird thing because like, um for a while i was like i'm not sure who's closer to you or glenn because you're both like rather close to me i guess you're like equally close to you you're just close to me in different ways you know what i mean like
1: yeah we'll just go with that (laughs) there's no
0: competition yeah nobody has to be (laughs) (laughs) Ah. but interestingly like considering like we're talking about all the, the great things about podcasting and comparing ourselves like to how it was back then versus now but we can both relate to what it's like when shit gets rough like to be fairly honest with you. And I know you and I were kind of going through those motions like me. I think it was last week and a little bit the week before, mm-hmm. um, because I think the story goes like we we both were basically nonstop on our grind for weeks, like literal weeks. Like we were just nonstop meeting after meeting after meeting after recording after recording after recording, you know, just getting stuff going. Right. Yeah. Um, and I mean like I I don't want to say we were burning out we were burnt out but we were getting close to it but at the same time still enjoying the process in a weird way do you know what I mean
1: I think I was definitely burnt out to be honest with you
0: <laughs> mm.
1: I think um it's actually interesting my next podcast episode I was planning to dive deeper into this as well but I think that The biggest mistake I made when starting this business and like putting so much on my plate was not how much I was putting on my plate. I know I can handle a lot. My biggest mistake I think was sacrificing my me time and sacrificing my morning routine and my workouts and self care. I thought that by me taking a little bit away from myself would allow me to pour more into my business, my creative projects, but really doing that A, made me more tired and B, made the quality of my work less because Mm -hmm. I wasn't taking care of myself. And then C, I was taking way longer to complete projects because my mind wasn't clear enough. I wasn't in a good headspace. Yep. So a task that would usually take me like 40 minutes would take me like legit and like an hour and a half to two hours because I would stare at my screen and be like, wait, what am I doing again? So I think when it comes to that, I was definitely burnt out. Not to say I don't love what I do, but- the only way I'm going to love anything is if I'm loving myself first, I could Mm -hmm. be somewhere beautiful in the world. But if I feel like crap because I ate really crappy, I didn't get my workout in. um, I'm not journaling. I'm not looking after my mental health. Like how am I going to enjoy it? Right. So I think it's the same way with work. I love what I do. I have the best team of people ever and my clients are awesome. Like I literally get to talk to entrepreneurs and motivated individuals every day which like who wouldn't want to do that right. but of course when I'm not when I'm not fully myself and I say this all the time but you just can't pour from an empty cup so that I would say I was definitely burnt out and that was my my mistake so now I've definitely been this past week and that's crazy it's only been a week that I'm getting back in this, but like really actually putting myself first before the business. It's just so mm-hmm. necessary. And I think as creatives too, we forget that because we're always trying to be innovative. We're always trying to put out the next thing. We always think that if we take a break, maybe someone else is going to, you know, I yeah. mean, and yeah, that I think that's just the creative mind is always wanting to go, but we have to like really take time for ourselves in order to produce good work. So yep.
0: Um, And just to chime in, like I was actually going through that um, last week because uh, I had taken like I was planning on taking a break from the podcast uh, thing for like a little bit. But the break that I ended up taking wasn't planned. It was just like, I can't pull it out. You know, I can't can't pull out the energy to do it. Um, But it was interesting because as soon as I had entered that break mode, I was already getting like anxiety about not working on stuff. You know what I mean, um, but it's but then I had to convince myself, yeah, like you know what this time, um, to essentially kind of like em- like make sure that your capacity is empty again before you can start filling it, like uh, was absolutely necessary, I think, um, and you know by about week like okay, so I, I I think for me I did six episodes in a row or seven technically including like my, my solo episode. Um, I did seven episodes in a row, like nonstop planning ahead, like and like and it's, it's interesting because like more goes into an episode rather than just two people sitting down and just talking and that's it. Right. Like, uh, oh, yeah, we found that out very quick or I found that <laughs> out very quickly. <laughs> but yeah, 100 percent. The break was a- absolutely 100 percent necessary. Um, and part of that, too, is trying to figure out what the heck me time meant for me, because sometimes me time was just working on music, but inadvertently working on music meant that i was going to you know that was also adding to my business or my creative field which is kind of interesting right so Mm -hmm. yeah like um do you think that burnout though is like is it regular for creatives or entrepreneurs that kind of stuff people who just have like their own like you know it's different from working the nine to five right like don't you think
1: oh Um, yes i see this all the time i can't speak for everyone but Just from the content creators on YouTube that I watch, I see a burnout vlog, like the title of them being so tired, at least like once every two to three months. Mm -hmm. Because as a creative, like, I think a creative mind is just different. We're cut from a different cloth. So Mm -hmm. we can draw inspiration from anywhere and anything at any time. It could be four in the morning. I'll get up to go pee and I'm like, oh, I have this amazing (laughs) idea.
0: Yeah, no, I, I hear that.
1: Or like I'll wake up at six knowing damn well, I could go back to sleep until nine, but I'll get on my phone and be like, oh my God, this is a really good idea for a podcast. Or, oh, this is a really good marketing strategy that I could use for this client or for myself. And then I end up staying up for an hour not being able to fall back asleep. So I definitely think that, or sorry, burnout is really common with creatives. Also, like you mentioned, it's different than a nine to five, which is such a huge blessing, I'm very, very grateful for it. At the same token, because you're not clocked in nine to five, your brain is always going. I could work till midnight if I wanted to. I could also not, but more oftentimes than not, my laptop's right there, and if I'm chilling doing quote unquote nothing, which is important, you need to do nothing sometimes, but I'll be like, oh, I might as well work, you know? It's not Mm -hmm. like I clock in somewhere, drive somewhere, go home now it's i work from home and also too there's the whole quarantine aspect of it where it's like i'm always home because <laughs> in canada yeah we're still in lockdown y'all i don't know where you're listening from but canada we're still in lockdown so specifically
0: manitoba like yeah we're yeah, we're locked yeah, down pretty hard just mainly just manitoba but <laughs> yeah As
1: yeah i think burnout is just so common and that's something i learned very quickly in this uh in this industry
0: Right, right. No, yeah. So, like, I, I've been trying to, like, avoid um, speaking on COVID, like, because it comes up in every podcast episode, right? But I guess yes. that's the reality of what we live in. But, you know, it, it in a way, it's, like, for, for I mean, it's affected other creatives differently. Like, for some, it's, like, taken their entire livelihoods away. Uh, for some, maybe it hasn't impacted them. Uh, and interestingly for me, um, being inside more often has actually helped enabled me to thrive and even find niches like within the industry that I didn't know I had. Um, but because we have, I think now this more increased time inside, it almost felt like it added to the burnout too, because it's like now, like not only can I not like, not only am I working more on my stuff now because I'm inside more but I can't do anything if I want to take a break out there anyway. I mean, you can do stuff, obviously, but um, what you can do is still quite limited, like, to be fairly honest with you. Um, Although I've begun to learn to enjoy the limited things that we can do. Like, you know, you just, like, make the best of what you got, right?
1: For sure.
0: Yeah, but it is... It is what it is like you know one of these days we'll get through it and like uh things will go back to normal and we can go back to actually working on uh stuff on our laptops uh like uh, on a patio like with no uh, problem which our was our
1: creative dates i miss those
0: yeah our creative dates well actually our creative da- our creative dates used to be like chapters and all that stuff which like crazy to think you can't go and do that like we haven't been able to go do that for like a year and a half now which is nuts i
1: know i know it's so sad that's like one of the one of the reasons I think I've slightly gone crazy a couple times is because um, I haven't been able to have a change of scenery while working. I mean, a couple times when things sort of half reopened, but that's a big thing for me is being able to like change my environment a little bit. So that's definitely been hard, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know where I was going with that. It's yep. been hard.
0: Yeah, no. Well, I mean, I think that's where, you are going with that is that it has been hard and that but again that's just the reality of it but i mean you know it's it i do feel like it's make or break like you know you either let your situation break you or you let it change you for the better right uh in this case um because it really has been i I mean the dividing line has been the people who like you know have you there, I, I see it as two different kinds of people that have been affected, like the way the, the quarantine and lockdown and COVID has affected people. It's either turned people into um, adapters or it's turned them into, like, you know, people who, oh gosh, I don't want to say complain or protest. But, like, you know, people really have either adapted or they've um, protested against it and then done something, um, I don't want to say re- reactive um, in... in um, in retaliation to like how they're being opp- oppressed, I don't want to say oppressed. I'm not sure if that's the right language, but like I'm gonna I'm gonna run with it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, um. But yeah. Okay. Enough about COVID because like I'm getting tired of talking about it. I'm sure everyone's tired okay. of living it as well. Yeah. Um One of the conversations we always have uh, when it tr- when it comes to uh, when we're on the phone, uh, and I'm so glad we actually get to turn like one of our phone calls because this really feels like a phone call sometimes. Yeah,
1: I, I almost <laughs> forgot for a moment that we we're on your podcast.
0: Yeah. Right. Um, but like we always mentioned the law of attraction and we talk about manifestation. And I know these are terms that are been thrown around a lot more often, but also maybe the reason that I'm seeing these terms more often from people is because like I'm attracted to the people who like talking about it and oh. yeah. So tell me a little bit how about what that looks like for you and how, um, this is like, um, shown its results in your journey?
1: Yes. Okay. First of all, I want to touch on what you just said about how maybe the reason you're seeing it so much is because you're thinking about it. Therefore you're attracting it. I don't remember who it was. I literally just had this conversation with someone about how there's so many content. Oh, it was Emmeline at during my shoot. Um, nice. so Emmeline is a photographer in Winnipeg. I actually met, well, virtually met her through Danilo, which is really weird because Instagram, crazy. Anyway, so we were talking about just like how many content creators there are, how many photographers there are. I talk about this with Danilo all the time. Maybe it's not that there's so many more now. It's just that because we're in the industry, that's what we see. That's what we're attracting. That's what our feed is curated to be because that's what we search, right? That's what we save. So I just thought it was really interesting that you said that because I literally said that um, two (laughs) days ago during my photo shoot. but. Yeah, in terms of the law of attraction and manifestation, that has been so freaking huge in my life. Even before I knew what it was, like even in high school, I was definitely manifesting. You're always manifesting, right? No matter no matter what you're doing, like attracts like. So if you ever think of like, I don't know, if, uh, maybe I'm just old, but when we were in school, <laughs> there was like that whole punch buggy thing. So if you see a punch buggy, you punch your friend. yeah
0: i remember that (laughs) wow oh that's okay throwback okay yeah go on
1: (laughs) right but then when i was thinking about it i would always see them and then i would forget and then i would never see them right because you're not looking for it so again like attracts like so when i was in high school i remember there were a lot of things that i manifested just by saying it out loud so i would i remember when i was a dancer i'm like okay i'm gonna make the dance team or i remember actually when I was in middle school, going to my high school orientation with my mom at the open house, I saw the dance team perform at the open house. And I was like, I want to do that. I'm going to I'm going to do that. It wasn't just I want to do it. I said, no, I'm going to do that. My mom's mm-hmm. like, OK, cool." my parents were always very like, you can do literally whatever you want, as long as you're not a stripper. Please, God, don't be a stripper. <laughs> <laughs> but anything
0: <laughs> you want. Like- that's not hard to manifest when you really think about <laughs> it, though.
1: I mean, I honestly probably could be anyway. Whoa. But-
0: okay. Uh, no, okay. Anyway.
1: <laughs> but yeah. It's just another parents-
0: grind when you think about it. Okay. Like you're, we're not, it we're is, not doing, there's honestly. nothing wrong with being one. Like
1: <laughs> yeah, Glenn just doesn't want me to do it. Party yeah. pooper. But anyway, so yeah, my parents were very much like, okay, hey, you can literally do whatever you want, anything you put your mind to. And it's funny when you think back or when I think back to like those types of sayings, you can do anything you put your mind to. Like, let that sink in for a second. I never realized that statement is talking about manifestation, right? Anything you set your mind to. So if you set your mind to love and abundance and success and like getting onto that dance team, then it's going to happen, right? Mm -hmm. Also, you have to have aligned action, which is like a whole other story. But basically what I'm saying is like, I can't just wish to be on... The dance team and then not audition and not practice right. And not, right you know try and get more fit so i have more stamina to do those things right. um but yeah so that's been like such a huge part of my life and i didn't realize it until i guess maybe i would say like two three years ago i started kind of realizing like holy shit, if my vibes are high like you know when you're really really happy and good thing just good things just continue to happen but mm-hmm. then when you're in a bad mood you wake up and you stub your toe and then you spill your coffee and then you're late for work and then yep. someone at work pisses you off. Am I yep. allowed to swear on here? I didn't even check.
0: Oh, man. I've done it like twice. Don't worry about
1: it. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> twice. Okay. Done it, like, Nobody
0: six- gives a shit.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. Thank you for making me feel better. But... You know, when you have one of those bad days, it's like one thing after the other. You cannot catch a break, right? Mm-hmm. It's because whatever your vibration is, that's what you attract. And in that episode I sent you with Jay Shetty when he interviewed Big Sean, Big Sean said, imagine that you're standing in front of God or the universe, whatever you want to believe in. It's all kind of the same, just the higher power, whatever that is for you. Imagine you're standing in front of the, in front of God and saying, oh man, I'm broke, my life sucks. And then whatever you're saying, he's just gonna continue to give back to you or the universe, whatever you believe in, Mm -hmm. right? And it's just so true. Like, it's just crazy to think that that's like, the. (laughs) this sounds so cheesy, but that's like the secret. And it's so simple. I remember Mm -hmm. my grandma always used to say like, watch your tongue because you know, you might you you've probably heard parents say this before like be careful what you wish for right? right like those are such old common sayings that are so true and we overlook it right all the time right so in terms of how it's important now i definitely manifested the life i have now by speaking it into existence by like embodying who i wanted to be um yeah it's crazy
0: <laughs> um one thing I want to hone in on is the fact that you make the differentiation between wishing for something and having the line of action to do it. Now, I think that's the other thing that I, um, people get kind of confused when it comes to, well, not confused, but maybe just they misunderstand what it means by manifesting and why some people don't, um, quite understand it as readily because people literally think it's like, if you think this, it'll happen. Well, um, you it it doesn't just necessarily mean that you know if you think i'm gonna have money then like you know there's gonna be money on your doorstep like the next day like a lot of it involves like like you said changing the semantics to um i wish i had this to i'm going to have this right
1: actually sorry i'm gonna make a correction there it's actually and that's what i thought but um it's actually saying not even just Okay, I guess it's not a correction, but it's just an addition, not Mm -hmm. just saying I'm going to have this, but actually saying I have this because this is something really interesting. But um, one of my friends, Melissa, she's really intuitive and she was talking to me about one of my goals and she was just basically like, you already are that person like that blessing is already yours. You just need to step into it. So I would even take it a step further. I
0: really like that.
1: Yeah, we can dive deeper into that if you want, but I would even take it a step further rather than just saying, I'm going to have that. Like now I say it's already mine, you know, even though mm. it may not be here physically in the flesh right now, yeah. think of a seed, right? When it's planted, it's growing roots here, there and everywhere. You can't see right. it, right? but right, right. it springs up eventually and then you're like, oh, okay. But like, mm-hmm. it's always been there. So that's just how I see my dreams and goals yeah. now is like, it's there. It's mine. It's like, just...
0: Yeah, growing like, right now like you said it's like a seed. like when you plant a seed like it already has everything inside it it needs to be a like a blooming plant or a sprouting plant or whatever right and that goes the that that goes for everybody else right you literally have everything inside you like Ooh, our brain our brains are like our brains just have so much potential So much action and so much insight and all that sort of sort of things. It just it's just a simply a matter of application, right?
1: Yes. Oh my God, that's such a golden thing that you just said with the seed because you're right. Like the seed has everything inside it it needs to become what it's going to become. I've never even thought of it like that. I feel like you just took it a step further. That's wild. (laughs) I've
0: always thought about I've always thought about that too because like you know um, we. Like one saying that I've been like telling myself and a lot of other people is just like, you literally just need to get over yourself, you know, Um, because if you compare yourself to the seed, like, I mean, obviously there are a lot of like reasons like, uh, like no matter where a seed is planted, obviously, like that seed is always going to be a seed and it's always going to have everything it needs to grow. Or, or uh, every, everything inside it to become a plant. However, obviously, if the seed is planted in the wrong environment or if it encounters challenges, maybe it won't grow to its full potential, right? But that's the thing. Same for us. Like, um, we, the reason maybe many of us don't go out and manifest what we need is because we can't get over ourselves, right? I know yeah. that was like one of my biggest problems. Confidence was a huge factor. Um, probably the biggest factor. Like, I can't really think of anything else other than, like, you know, very specific situations that have only happened to me. But in terms of, like, me not getting to where I want to be faster or just to getting to a new place, it's just confidence. Like, me not being like, I want to have this and I can have it and I'm going to have it and it's, it's mine. I'm just not there yet. Like, you know, but the moment you start changing your mindset towards that, like, things just really start taking off, I really think. Um, and I seen that happen with you. I'm beginning to see it happen with me and I've seen it happen with others. Um, but yeah, like, yeah. Wow.
1: <laughs> yeah. That was really golden. What you said. I'm actually definitely, well, I was going to listen to this episode back anyway, of course, but that's going to be like a key thing that I'm looking for now. Cause that see, this is why I'm so glad that we're on this together because whenever we have conversations on the phone, we're always like, Man, that would have made a good episode.
0: <laughs> yeah, and we finally get to make it a good episode. Well, I think it's a good episode. I hope you think it's a good episode.
1: It's
0: amazing. <laughs> so yeah, now that now that we've made that like uh, very interesting metaphor that I made up on the spot, <laughs> um, I'm curious. Like, how did um, you apply the manifestation, the principle of manifestation, to the way that your business came about? Because you actually carved out like a very unique business in terms of at least where we live like it's kind of something that i haven't seen very often or it's kind of pretty much never before starting here for me anyway
1: yeah so the interesting thing Kay. so i'm kind of like i don't even know if i fully knew the power of what i was doing last summer i knew about the law of attraction i knew about manifestation i knew that like I could create the life I wanted with the time that I had. So for some context, I was working 40 hours a week full time at a job that, to be honest, I didn't love. And I was working at a gym. I love the workout, loved the people. But one of the things that I hate in life is waking up early. Unless I'm waking up early to go on a flight to somewhere bougie and cute. I do not want to be up before the sun is up. Okay, that's just not mm. I don't think that's human. Um, <laughs> <laughs> actually. Okay. So now I feel like when I wake up at seven or eight, it's like, great. I love the morning, mm-hmm. um, before nine o'clock where I can like sit on my balcony, read, drink tea. That's actually what I did this morning. Um, so I guess now I'm like kind of a morning person, but if you tell me I have to wake up at four 30 or five to go to work, to work a job that I don't love, I'm going to be pissed. Okay. So mm. that was kind of my life last summer. Um, It was weird because I would randomly have evening shifts, which became regular. So I think I had like, I think I had three mornings and two evenings. Actually, I think it was two mornings, three evenings for most of the summer, but it effed me up because it wasn't consistent. So I had a hard time sleeping no matter what. But anyway, I remember I would, when I would work evenings, I would wake up early, which I didn't love, but I'd wake up around seven. I would work out, come home shower get ready and i would go sit on a cute patio somewhere i really wanted like i would watch youtubers who would actually do that and then that's their life like they could work from wherever whenever they wanted they had total control over their day yes they had a lot of work to do but how they went about it was totally up to them i wanted that freedom so bad so what i would do is yeah i would go sit at a cute patio and then i would do my work so at the time I remember I purchased this um, social media. uh, It was like a bunch of mini courses. It was like 70 mini courses and it was 134 US dollars, which I definitely could not afford at the time. And there was courses from like Jenna Kutcher. If anyone's listening to this who um, listens to podcasts, you probably know her. She has the Gold Digger podcast. She's like super successful. Mm -hmm. Um, And then just a bunch of other really successful entrepreneurial women that offered all these courses. So like beginners, like social media manager course, um, just yeah, a bunch of amazing courses. So anyway, I would sit at the patio, I would work on those courses and I would just really embody like who I wanted to be. And when Mm. I pictured who I wanted to be, that woman woke up in the morning, got her workout done, ate something that made her feel good, went to Starbucks, treated herself to Starbucks, even though, let me tell you, I could not afford to do that every day. and would work on like personal development and work from wherever that was like just exactly what I wanted. But at the time I still had to work. So I would typically start work at like two or three. So I'd be sitting there totally zoned in loving life, but sort of ish dreading when that alarm would go off because I knew I had to leave and go to work. So Mm -hmm. it would cut into my time every single time. And then I would go to work and I would do it all over again. Or, when I worked mornings, I would try and like hang out at my pool after, which I kept telling myself, okay, this is amazing. I'm so privileged to be able to come home after work. I'm ending early, so I'm going to beat the the rush because usually people get off at like four or five. So I would have the pool basically to myself for a few hours. Again, embodying that feeling that everyone else is at work, but yet I'm here, even though I had worked a full eight hour shift by 2 p.m., which was brutal. Right. but Again, embodying like who that person was. And of course, I definitely burnt out like near the end of summer because I (laughs) didn't sleep as much as I should have. But fast forward to now, it's a year later. I also remember saying last summer that I was hoping that by next summer, I was like, I hope I can be part time at this job and like do social media managing on the side and like, you know, make the same amount of money, but just work half the time. Fast forward now, this summer, this is my full-time job. I literally wake up and I dictate how my day goes. I schedule my meetings. I schedule my podcasts whenever I want. I've worked several times from the park. I've worked several times on my balcony. Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously, because of COVID, things are closed. But I am so freaking blessed by the universe that... This is actually my life now. So, when I talk about manifestation, like it really is embodying who you want to be. Because Mm -hmm. if I hadn't have done that last summer, I mean, obviously, there were other factors like lockdown, of course, that really pushed me to do what I'm doing now. I think if I had continued just working in that cycle, I don't know. I don't know I'd be where I'm at right now. I think eventually, maybe, but not this fast. But It was just all about like stepping into that reality because when the universe knows like okay you're capable of this this is what you want this is your vibration like that's just what came to me and then even just with my clients like there was a period of time for three months that i did not post anything about my business but people were just like clients were basically falling into my lap which is crazy um I mean, obviously now I want to do some marketing because now I have a team and I have the capacity to yeah. work with more amazing people, which is great. But yeah, literally like I manifested my clients too. I didn't even advertise for them. I've not done a single ad. Yeah, exactly. They just found mm-hmm. me because I was attracting them. So yeah, when we talk about manifestation, the law of attraction, aligned actions, like that is literally the reason why. I've found any success in this business at all. It's just all because of that. And I, again, I don't even know if I fully knew that that's what I was doing last summer. Mm -hmm. I I know part of me knew, but not to this extent.
0: And you know what? Like, you know, I'm sitting here just like, you know, like smile from like cheek to cheek because like (laughs) I witnessed that all kind of happen. You know, I, I like I remember I don't remember how many text or phone calls were it's just like, Oh my god, you won't believe this, I got a new client and um and it, and it's crazy because like, you know, these are uh, part of like why I enjoy our conversation so much. Um, and why it's also a blessing to have this one go live and actually sh- share it with the world, um, is because these are kind of like the conversations that me and Tay have all the time, right? Where, <laughs> the we're time. just we're just telling each other, yo, like, yo, I, hey, this guy just hit me up. He wants to make a new song, or like, I just started this, I just picked up this new skill. I'm going to try it, see what happens. And she's always telling me like, oh, like, I just met this amazing new person, made this new connection, picked up this new client, and like, and it never gets old. ever like it's always like every time I every time I hear that you've got a new thing going on or I, I have something new to share it's just the most wholesome thing you know
1: wholesome it really is honestly that's what I love about our friendship and I think that's why like we got close the way we did that first time we hung out at BP the first time where like Glenn wasn't around we weren't at like a friend gathering yeah I think that was, like, the main thing that connected us was that we both knew we were super motivated, inspired people who always wanted to continue growing. And now, Mm -hmm. like, to be able to watch you and just us and our friendship grow with us is so freaking cool. Like, I remember when you were like, yeah, okay, maybe I'll make beats for people or maybe I'll start editing podcasts. And now, like, you're doing it. You're doing the damn thing all the time. We always <laughs> have something new to talk about. Every single time we talk, there's, like, some something new. Like, <laughs> you no, know, and I think that's why, and not to throw shade at any anybody that I used to be close with. But I think that's why my circle's gotten smaller because I don't vibe with people who have nothing new to tell me. I don't vibe with people who are like, oh, same old, you know, like there's, mm-hmm. even if you are working the same job or maybe you are doing a lot of the same stuff, there's always something new that you can learn, whether it's through a podcast or a new book that you're reading, this new thing in personal development you're doing, whatever, like there's always something new to do right. no matter who you are or where you're at in life. So like, I think that's why we connected so much and that's also why I'm so excited to have this episode go up because we've talked about all these kinds of things forever. Mm-hmm. And now I'm also like, I'm on your show. Like, it's not just my show now. Like, now you have your own, which is so cool. And I'm so uh, excited to be on yours.
0: Yep. Um, the one thing I, the one thing I like that you said uh, when you were talking about what I was doing, you're just like, you're doing the damn thing. You know, <laughs> for everybody, anybody out there listening, like, if you, if there's anything that you got to take away from this episode, just do the damn thing.
1: literally do the damn thing and you know what's funny too i feel like because we're creatives and we're so motivated and we're always working we don't actually take the time to celebrate it so we're always reminding each other like hey that's a big deal like celebrate that shit right Mm -hmm. and even for me my launch was a couple days ago and the next day i was like nope screw it i'm going to the beach i'm like taking a me day because i need to soak this in for a moment Mm -hmm. um and so I feel like I always need to remind you because you're even more or I don't know who's more fast-paced we are but just both in different ways but it's just
0: we have different flavors of it that's all
1: (laughs) different spices (laughs)
0: yeah that's that's literally it um
1: but with you I just feel like you move so fast onto the next thing I constantly have to be like hey that's a big deal like let's celebrate this you know so (laughs) let me just take this moment to hand you your flowers because you're doing the damn thing you have your own podcast now and you never celebrate yourself and i know you're feeling awkward as hell as i'm saying this but like we're all thinking it so (laughs) oh
0: well thank you very much well that's that sounds like the perfect way to um end off the pod um Before we take off, did you want to plug your social medias and where people can find you, how they can reach you and how they can work with you?
1: Yes. Okay. So this is something I've never, ever said before.
0: Oh, yeah, that's right.
1: You can find me on taylorfrancisco.com. Dot com. (laughs) I know, right? Holy shit. I know. (laughs) That's the first time I've said it. I can't believe I didn't say it on my own pod first, but whatever. So (laughs) that's (laughs) t a y l e r f-r-a-n-c-i-s-c-o.com you can also find me on instagram that's where i hang out most often so that's again at taylor francisco i also have the tiny moments podcast i upload every single monday at 7 a.m Danilo's the editor so you know it's good so yeah you can hit me up on spotify apple music bunch of other platforms I don't even know about (laughs) and in terms of how to work with me you can head to my website my contact info is there I help businesses and brands make social media a tool for success so if you're feeling like you're kind of stagnant on social media or you could use some branding ideas or even just a one-on-one coach to like help you get started give you the tools you need hit me up I'm your girl I'm here for you and I think that's pretty much all my contact info
0: incredible well thank you again for being on the before zero podcast well i can't believe i can say that now because
1: (laughs) it's like the opposite
0: (laughs) um Yeah. Um, gosh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm like so lost in the moment that I don't know how to outro myself now because usually that's how it ends. And I'm not going to cut this out because like I need people to know how like kind of flustered I was. But yeah, thanks again for everybody for tuning in for this conversation with me and Taylor. Uh, we upload almost almost every week whenever I'm not on a break. But yeah, thanks again for tuning in. We'll see you all later.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Bye. Bye.